Do you feel stuck living the life that someone else planned for you? Are you ready to dive deep and discover the life you dream of living? I've helped many others create the life of their dreams and step into it, and I can help you too. Schedule a discovery session with me through my website, beautifullyconfidentpodcast.com to begin your dream life. Have you ever doubted your own self-confidence? Hmm. Being over 50, I'm not sure I can count all the times I have. Going through a divorce, questioning if I chose the right career after already devoting 10 years of my life to it, and then dating as a single mom. I'm not as young, maybe I don't look as pretty. The questions just keep coming. Whether it's self-doubt on our life choices or our surroundings or our appearance, it creeps in. Join us here as we share tips and stories of how to grow your own confidence inside and out with experts who have also experienced the highs and lows of self-confidence. I'm your host, Kelly Buckley, and this is the Beautifully Confident Podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Beautifully Confident Podcast. I'm Kelly Buckley, and I'm so excited about my guest today because he is the first man that we are featuring on our show. So I'm happy to introduce um, to you Matthew Brackett. So he is, he frequents being a podcast guest due to the depth and breadth of his knowledge, experience, honesty and vulnerability. And I'm excited for you guys to hear from him because I've gotten to know him and I just, I love his heart and what he is sharing with people um, about relationship growth. So you're going to hear more about that, but let me share a little bit about him and then we will welcome him. So are you in a leadership role at the hectic intersection of your personal and professional life, just waiting for something to hit the fan? what that something could be, partner with Matthew, a resilience expert and advisor to close the gap, find clarity, and balance the ebb and flow of life and business. So Matthew, welcome. And I'm going to have you share a little bit about your life because I think it does incorporate how you grew your confidence and and how you came to being where you are. Welcome. Thank you, Kelly. I didn't realize I was the first man on this podcast. You are. So welcome. Thank you very much for opening <laughs> up your platform to me and to be able to share with you and with your guests a little bit about myself. The 10th of 13 children, that's always a good icebreaker. Oh. I grew up in small town, <laughs> Massachusetts. And being, you know, but growing up in a family like that, well, one is for us, it was normal, but uh, later on, I realized that not every family <laughs> was that size. But what our parents taught us was a lot of generosity. Hmm. So living in a large family, yeah, sharing is very important, teamwork, communication, collaboration. And there's a big focus on generosity, on self-giving. And so that's sort of the environment that we grew up in. And my parents always had an, a space in their house for other people as well, people that were going through hard times in their own lives. So that taught us to have very loving and compassionate hearts. And I suppose that prepared me for the decisions that I made then to go into formal ministry as a way to serve humanity, to serve people. And that brought me to so many realities and so many people's lives, but also so many countries and cultures, you know, in Italy and Ireland and Colombia and Chile and England and Mexico. I'm very fortunate to, and to have those that what I call a sacred space, that sacred window into someone's life, into their the biggest and brightest moments, and also the 
sometimes the most difficult and darkest moments. And to walk with individuals, but also to walk with families, to walk with couples, to celebrate many marriages, and then celebrate when people lose their significant other and how painful that is. So, again, very blessed, very fortunate to have all those experiences. And hopefully some of that is what I bring to your podcast, to your audience, to talk about my own journey and also, as you said, confidence and also how relationships can also build up the confidence of those that are important to you. Yes. Thank you for sharing a little bit about your journey. So yes, that's actually why you are being featured right before Valentine's Day. <laughs> because just in getting to know you and talking to you, I do think what you're what you're talking about and what you're delivering about how how it forms our our confidence or, or shakes it up a little bit is our our relationships with people that are important to us, especially our significant others. So can you share? Even just a little bit about kind of your turning point in maybe your own confidence journey, and then we'll move on to the relationship piece. <laughs> okay, <laughs> excellent. Well, let's see. There's a, there's a lot there. Without going down too long, I suppose with a lot of life decisions and, and moments of transition or just big life decisions, it's usually pain. It's usually crisis that brings us there, and that's what. It's, I'm no different, and so I was. Um, it was a lot of pain and just internal con internal conflict and crisis that brought me to a moment of having to reevaluate if ministry was the place for me. Again, there's a much longer story to that, but it was a huge crisis of identity. And as we know, you know, when we talk about confidence, identity is key. Identity is key. Absolutely. Um, you know, and as we grow as children, we and um, some of your audience are parents. Children get their confidence and their identity from those that are important to them, their significant others, normally their parents or their caregivers. So that's one important key is oftentimes our confidence and our identity, we draw that from the outside. But then as we grow and mature as human beings, then that confidence and that identity begins to come from the inside when it's when it's healthy. But also as human beings, we want to latch on to external things to give us identity. And I did that when I stepped into ministry and all these other roles. It was sort of like I was grasping for something to give me validation and confidence that people would so that I would be seen but again not the right reasons right and people can step into relationships for the same thing they're, they're grasping to maybe to I would say to fill an unnatural or unrealistic void that someone else can't fill you can we can't expect them to fill that for us and it's, it's putting way, way too many demands or expectations on them now there's a natural need and a natural expectation. There's a natural void that that our professional life or that our significant others, our partners, our spouses can can fill, and 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 that is a beautiful thing. But when we, when I say when I, that unnatural or that that sort of that chasm that we want someone because of my own personal, because I haven't come home to myself, um, not a realistic expectation that we can put on someone else or a realistic demand. And why am I saying this? Part of my journey is I took a year off sabbatical from ministry, and I call that year a year of coming home to myself. And during that year, I phrased, came up with this phrase that has to do with relationship that only when I am at home with myself am I ready to invite someone into my home. Hmm, I love that. And this is an ongoing journey for all of us. But it, it's so important because, again, we can look at these external things to give us this affirmation to give us this confidence to give us this identity and oftentimes people in 
most of your audience is is is, is feminine you know as females women so it's also sometimes you know all my friends are getting married all my friends have have partners or they're in in and all of a sudden with this comparison game where i must be less and i'm the, it's a, it's a real it's reality of what, what people go through and that that dynamic is very natural but is it healthy and is my is that confidence is that identity coming from the outside and so but then there's the other extreme is when we overcompensate with i don't need anybody i'm great and we sort of tell us these stories that that we don't necessarily even believe or we're telling us those stories because we got hurt so much that we're just sort of shutting our heart off to 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 anything and to anybody and just sort of telling ourselves that we i don't need anybody i don't need anything I, that's another extreme, not really healthy. It's sort of an overcompensation. Because in the end, as human beings, we do need each other. Yeah. So it's, so it's not a realistic thing to all of a sudden just say, shut off our heart and say, I don't need anybody. And there's usually that comes from a place of hurt. So my my in my journey, it was I needed time to come home to myself because I felt that I lost myself along the way. And that brought back, I suppose, owning my pain and befriending my pain, as I call it, uh, and owning it and dealing with it, dealing with the wounds, with the hurt, whatever, and with the mistakes that I've made and whatever we want to call it, dealing with it helped me to gain a lot more confidence. But that's a, that's a painful place to go for us as human beings. And we usually, we need someone to do that process with. And so easy for me to say, it wasn't easy for me to do. And, but that led to a lot of, I think, more personal and professional confidence. But I also have to be honest with you, as I step away from ministry, and part of my work also as an active duty chaplain in the Navy, working with sailors and Marines. But when I ended that chapter of being an active duty ministry and active duty as a Catholic priest and stepping into this new role of, you know, coaching and, and education for people in leadership roles, I also work with relationships. My confidence has been challenged right? <laughs> because it's and they're new roles. And because of my tendency of, of I need um, external or I, I long that external elements will give me confidence and give me identity. And I know that's not right. So it's from like, I am designing a new professional identity. But I suppose my personal confidence is a lot stronger now. And I know in knowing who I am and, and what I can bring and, and just owning my life and owning where I'm at. But I have to admit that the professional lack of confidence is definitely there right? because I'm, I'm going out and presenting myself in a new way. I have to you know, market myself. I have to I have to create my own platforms. And yeah. so, so yes, I do, I also just want to be upfront with you about that and the, the natural struggles that we go through as human beings and when we transition. And some of your audience, when they transition from relationship maybe to another relationship, when they transition from, you know, the empty nest, when the kids, you know, a lot of mothers, the, the children grow up and then all of a sudden it's, you know, now who am I? And so it's these are just natural, the ebb and flow of life and the natural transition that we go through, but definitely they challenge us and there's, they can cause this crisis of identity. So listening to that, you're you're definitely speaking to my heart. <laughs> I agree. There's We can work on it so much, and there's always going to be things that creep in that kind of shatter us. Are you tired of draining your ad spend budget and still not landing in front of your ideal clients? Did you know the amount of podcasts have more than tripled in the past three years? 
And podcast advertising is helping more people get in front of their ideal customers. Visit my website, beautifullyconfidentpodcast.com to schedule a quick chat with me to see if your business qualifies to advertise on our show. Some questions I came up with to help our listeners listening about this, because they don't know that we always identify when, when we do need to do some inner work. So are there, are there any emotions or feelings or things going on with people that you've started to see maybe similarities that people could start to identify, you know what, I need some help in, in working on me and and growing my confidence so that my relationships are starting to be better. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Kelly. Let me preface that with, as human beings, the way we process what we're going through, whatever it is, is through expression, through communication. Sometimes that's why journaling can be so powerful for people. That's why what we're doing now, that's why the therapeutic relationship, a loving relationship, an intimate relationship, that's why coaching, all of it has its power. That's why you get together with your friends to have coffee or something, because you talk about what you're going through. And when we talk about it, we it becomes more real. We take ownership of it. When we transform our emotions or whatever, or our thoughts or whatever it is, into words, we it becomes more real. It becomes more truthful. It becomes something that then we own. And that's why you know, when all of a sudden we, when we say something, we get emotional, we maybe start to cry or it's because all of that, that transformation from an, from something that was inside into a concept, into a word, it's very powerful for us as human beings. But oftentimes, you know, it's when we're dealing with pain, anger, you know, a lot of just negativity and mistakes that we make, challenges that we're going through, uh, conflicts, discontent. We often want to keep those to ourselves or we want to express them and we just want to kind of get it off our chest and, and kind of let off steam, which is necessary, but it's missing an, an, an important step after that of, of not just justifying my negativity or, or blaming someone else, but all right, well, what, what's the growth that can happen here? What's, what are the messages that this dynamic or the negative, this message is there for me that it's important for me to to incorporate or to integrate into my life so when we just stop with with the anger or letting it off or sharing with you know or finger pointing and, and sort of just washing our hands like I'm, I'm never to blame for any of our problems or for any negativity it's so important and then the next step all right what are the lessons here for this what value what valuable lessons for lack of a better word is this situation teaching me about me as well let me give an example real quick of, of a couple that i work with is I, this couple is so beautiful because they're so invested in their relationship and they're so also invested in in not blaming the other, but in taking ownership of when of how they can be better and how they can make things better. That's just so important, right? And that's important in our individual lives. It's also important in our relationships. Now, I sort of went off on a lot of tangents there, and I need you to bring me back to what you originally asked me. <laughs> You're good, actually. It's it's all it's all valuable. Um, and you did actually. So some of the emotions that I I picked up and made a few notes on um, that people could identify, maybe that they do need to talk it out or they need to journal or going through pain and and anger and starting to identify are they blaming somebody else like those are the so yes yeah, so you feel like you went on a tangent but you definitely added some you you gave the answers <laughs> yeah so the negativity 
it's so important and to deal with it in a constructive way. Yeah. Some of the initial steps is just sort of, you know, we, we deal with a friend or we just get, but, and that's the first step, as I said, but we need to kind of bring that further if we really want to grow through it. Right? And that, and oftentimes in, when we're talking about relationships is we the one we bring that negativity to can be our spouse or our significant other. Right? And if, when it stops at that, at just letting off steam and trying to feel better about ourselves, what have we done to our significant other? What have we done to us? Right? What have we, what have we placed on them now? And that will affect also our relationship. So it's how we go about it. That's why relationships like this, you know, when, when I, I remember working with sailors and Marines and all this stuff, it was just very understandable that the certain things that you can, that you don't want to talk to your friends about, that you don't want to talk to your, your spouse about, that you don't want to talk to um, whatever professional, you know, your leaders, whatever. Does it, we need a sacred safe space where we can, process our stuff right and where with someone who's in our corner who will challenge us but who's someone who's there not to judge but to be very understanding and where there's no other emotional commitment and that's the that's that's sort of the the, the wonderful thing about the, the therapeutic or coaching relationship is that there's no other emotional dynamic emotional dynamic or commitment or anything like that it's just it's someone who's there for me as a sounding board and someone who challenges me and right to bring out to bring out the best in you and in and who you want to be and how you want to show up so that's that's the value in that yeah absolutely yeah so somebody's not that's not speaking with someone that's not tied to our exact results or our relationship is important but it's um, hard it's hard because it's hard for us first of all to recognize that we might need someone else but the fact is as human beings we need each other yeah. But because of our ego, it's hard. Well, I don't. I don't need anybody, right? <laughs> yeah. Harsh. But again, because of how we process things, it's important to have someone there. And I know women are much better at this than generally than men, right? and so I think your audience would definitely understand this. But having someone, that, that, a constructive person, that can help me do that, rather than just people that are because of our friendship or because of this or that or whatever dynamic where they're trying to protect, they're just going to side with us. <laughs> okay yes and that necessarily won't help me to, to grow and to be better and to really be as honest as I need to be yeah I yes I'm glad you brought that up because I do think that's important is we can we can share it with a great girlfriend and you know she's going to be the one that just sides with us and says yeah he's a jerk <laughs> <laughs> but probably not helpful <laughs> right. it, might, it might not be what what we need at that moment now it's nice to have a, a, an ear someone that, that's there for us but again we got to bring it then to the next level. Okay, what? How can I grow through this? How can I be better? Yeah. Right, it's, and not about finger pointing, but let's growing together. Yeah. And that, in, I'm just going to introduce this next topic, which I think you you had mentioned is really how relationships give us confidence. You're asking my next question. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, yes. Please talk about that. I wanted to make sure we got to they, this. But... Yeah, how they affect our our confidence and how it incorporates, please. Right, because when you go when you go online, you'll find a lot of stuff of how to show up more with more confidence in your relationship, which is sometimes you find valuable stuff, but sometimes you just find a lot of where it's is not going to the the core of who we are. Right, we're sort of just trying to whitewash things. We're trying to just cover it over, and you know, how do we artificially show up confident? We don't. That's not what we want to do. But our point of what we're talking about is how we can give confidence 
through our relationships. And that's going back to what we talked about, what we talked about parents. Mm-hmm. Parents are huge confidence builders on the children or confidence destroyers right? in the way they deal with the children, the way they talk to the children. Um, and in, in, in relationships, in romantic relationships and committed relationships, it, it's, it can be the same thing. But sometimes what happens is we're usually with our spouse or something other, it's when we're perhaps more careless. We just kind of let things out and because we don't have to care so much for that relationship. Well, we, we do have to care for it and not in an artificial way. No, we have to put on a show. But so what I think is important in, in building confidence is that as a spouse, as a partner in a committed relationship, I am there to off to nourish the other. I am there to build them up. And this means to affirm them, to have clear conversations. It's very common in couples that they, they have difficulty, they have a hard time talking about difficult subjects or conflict. They don't know, for some reason, they just don't know how to do it. And it's again because they're trying to protect another dynamic. But in protecting that dynamic and by not talking about things, they're also creating another negative cycle or vicious circle of, you know, of this all the stuff that we're not talking about. It's very challenging because, you know, the couple that I was that I was working with years ago, you know, is like, well, I don't bring it up because um, then because they take it wrong. And then then they don't bring something up because then I take it wrong. Right? And so then so we're, then we're not talking about all the things that need to be talked about. Okay, and so I, in, in initiating relationships or any of your, your audience who wants to just sort of recalibrate or, you know, revamp a relationship, it's, it's kind of get the common grounds that, okay, when we have difficult things or when we're not happy with something or we, how are we going to deal with it so that we can grow together and so that we can resolve whatever needs to be talked about? In a relationship, when when there's that clarity of communication and of expectations, when we know that when we know what's going on, we're going to feel a lot more confident about the relationship. When we don't know what's going on, we have we begin to question everything. And usually it's not questioning the other, it's questioning ourselves. And that begins a very negative cycle. You know, what's wrong with me? What am I doing wrong? I'm not, not a good spouse, I'm not a good this or that. And, and a lot of self-blame. And so then it's just that negative cycle. So having this ability to openly talk about things and, and discovering ways as a couple of, all right, what's the language we're going to use or what sign are we going to give each other when we, need, when we want to talk about something difficult, even if it's just something, whatever, I light a candle, I I, I break a window. No, I do something, <laughs> something that I do so that the other knows that, um, that I, I need to talk about something that's been hurtful or difficult or, and, I, and I don't know how to do it. I don't have the skill or I haven't developed the skills or the muscles to be able to do it. I think I heard it in, in it was a country like Japan or Korea or something where they have in the houses, they have either it's rabbits or frogs or some, some sort of animal that when they're facing each other, the relationship, no one has any, there's no nothing really, no, no conflict or anything to talk about. And when one of the spouses turns one of the figures around facing the other way, it means that there's something that they want to talk about. And so then the other one creates a space for that. Okay. And so it's, when we marry someone or we're in a community, really, it's really we're with our best friend. What more would we want than that person to be doing well and to grow and to be at their best? And, and to share. But we give that gift to them yeah. through affirmation, through clarity of, of communication, through knowing how to deal with difficult things, through not tearing each other down, building each other up. It's a gift that we can give each other. And that gift gives confidence. 
And when there's that confidence, you show up better if you have children, you're showing up better in the workplace. But we know that when a relationship has gone sour, and it, I'm not not even necessarily a romantic relationship, something just went wrong and some sort of, it's sort of like a little cloud that we carry around with us. And the more important the relationship, the bigger the cloud. The reality is that it, it does affect us. It affects our energy, how we show up, how we're looking at ourselves, how we're looking at life. Yeah. So I'll leave it at that for right now. <laughs> oh my. I love that tip though, to have a, a signal when one of you needs to talk. Um, because I, I'm married for the second time, <laughs> but he, I do think that's, that's a big thing is sometimes it's hard to just say, Hey, I need to talk to you because when you hear those words, I think when most people hear those words, they think, Oh, what? <laughs> so yeah, I think that's, that's such a great icebreaker of mm -hmm. the frogs turned around. We need to talk. <laughs> That's it, great. It gives the other one the, the ability to also take the initiative. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And, and so I love that tip. And it's true because sometimes we can, oh, they want to talk. It must be something, you know, I'm going to get yelled at or whatever. It's oftentimes it's not about that. It was just yeah. about knowing and how the other one's doing and caring for them. And then the language we use, you know, and not shutting people down when they say something or becoming very self defensive. It's that that really shuts down channels yes. of communication and keeping those you know a lot of humility and just remembering that we love each other we want the best for each other and and that's what this conversation that's what our conversation is about so matthew can you share because you are you're working on your coaching program and can you share what kind of some steps and how you're getting people started and i guess what you're delivering to the world to help help people build their relationships and show up as their best version of themselves so that they can add to that great relationship. Yes. Thank you, Kelly. So there's two, there's a lot that we could talk about there. Mm -hmm. right? And there's a parenthesis that I want to come to later about, about just your audience who are mostly female. So remind me if I forget, but I've done a lot of work with couples. Let me just preface this with families and relationships, romantic relationships are so important for the world and they're so important for society really it's the foundation of society and so i'm very passionate about it because that's how a society can be healthier and better is when the family and when those those relationships are doing better so that's the prefacing point of just why it's so important to me and i've worked with a lot of couples and done a lot of studies around relationships and family and all that throughout my years of ministry and so the two things that i bring to the table in, in the coaching world amongst and you know, not talk about seminars or conferences or or marriage retreats that we could also do, but it's I I use a tool called the Results Accelerator, which is really for individuals. But if if two married couples go through it either together or separately, what it does is it brings about a lot of clarity around who they are as people, as individuals, what their goals are, what their needs are, what their values are, and then it it helps them to understand each other. First of all, understand themselves better to understand what they need to flourish and then how to talk to their spouse about that. And then we come up with a, with a results roadmap, with a roadmap of everything that helps me get there and things that get in the way. External things, but also a lot of internal stuff. I've done that with individuals you know, who are married, but just with maybe with one of the spouses or one of, one of the partners. But I've also done it with this, with couples. And so it's a, it's a very powerful confidence builder. 
because it creates really a lot of common ground and, and it's really built around strengths and skills and values and needs and all the, the strong foundation on which we build our lives. Another thing that I use with couples is called SIMBUS and that SIMBUS stands for save your marriage before it starts. So it's a marriage mm-hmm. prep program, but it's SIMBUS plus is, is, and I do that more, is more with married couples who want to refresh their relationship. Now, two requirements, at least for working with me, is that they have to be, not have to, but it's important in, in the work with me that they want to make the relationship work. If they're giving up on it, then I have other recommendations on people to talk to or other, other resources that are there. But they want to make it work and that they're willing to work on themselves as part of the process. And so what I love about Simbus is it's such, it's a deep assessment. And I'm a big fan of deep work because it looks at the individual and then it looks at the dynamics of the individuals as a couple. And it go, we go through our, our relationship mindset. It goes through a lot of aspects of well-being. It goes through aspects of context, context that we bring to our relationship or context of our relationship. Um, if it's a blended family, that's part of that context. And finances and all the different the social circle, the family circle, all those, all those things make up context. And so we look at all of that and then we look at the dynamics and you as individuals and then how that meshes as a couple. And that means how we communicate, how we deal with challenges, our attitudes, love, sex, and I'm trying to think of what a, how I already said how we deal with conflicts with all these different dynamics that show up based on personality style. So it's deeply, deeply immersed in science and really good science of, of psychology around personality and then relationship. So when I work with a couple, this this assessment, which takes a while to do, it brings up a report that's about 18 or 19 pages. Wow. And that gives us a roadmap for our journey together. With people might just want, you know, a superficial journey, you know, let's just do five or six hours or let's do 16 to 20 hours and we'll work through it because a lot of stuff comes up on the way. And there's other assessments that we do along the way around love languages, around love styles, around values. And what this does, all of this is about my ability to see myself better and my ability to see my spouse or my partner better. And it's about seeing better and loving better. And when we love better, we live better. Oh my gosh, I love that. Oh my. So for our listeners, if you were listening and something touched your heart about something you want to develop more confidence around yourself or relationships that you're having, Matthew's contacts will be in the show notes. And my gosh, your program sounds awesome. And I agree with that so much, honestly, that if we were bringing more love and confidence to our relationships, we would be carrying that more into the world. So what a mission you're on. That's (laughs) great. Thank Thank you. you. And we can do that with groups as well. Like, you know, the Symbus work, if couples are like, oh, I don't want to do it on my own. Let's bring, let's invite some of our friends. It's a different dynamic, right? There's obviously a lot of stuff that we're not going to talk in that space, but then there's the individual, there's individual sessions and then we can have group sessions. So that's another way to do it as well. Let me go back to the parentheses before we close is how it's really, it's the beauty and the genius of, of your audience of women, right? And from a religious perspective, when I would talk about, you know, at weddings, I would, the woman is the crown of creation that when God created everything, then he created the woman and as spouses, as men, it's so important for us to always crown women. Because there's just, and women seem to be on this mission to prove that they're better. Well, we already know that you're better. Right? <laughs> and, it's, and it's not it's not about being better or not, but the fact is that you are and you make us better through all 
everything that a woman is. And so women continue to be that because that's what the world needs. That's what that's what men need. That's what families need. And so this this sort of trying to overcompensate, trying to be something that what you know, and again, society has just put a lot of pressure on women that they have to do not only everything that they're made to do, but they also have to do all these other things that's, you know, just be it's holy smokes. Right. So, so it's, society hasn't done a lot of women justice in so many ways, as we as we well know. But women are the most precious being in the world and in creation. But I just wanted to say that as a male on your on your on your show to give offer that affirmation to your audience, the sacredness of women, the divinity of women and just uh, the genius that they bring to relationships and and just how wonderful they are. Now, can we all grow? Right and work on. Of course, we can. Yeah. Right, and women can continue to show up better. But um, there's a lot of lies out there, and so I would just encourage women not to try not to, to listen to those lies or not try not to overcompensate because it just it can be then it's artificial yeah. and it's a facade, right? And when you're coming from a place of hurt, right? So going back to that whole conversation around confidence, yeah. And but we need women to be women, and, and they just they make the home and they make the family and they make the professional space and they make the world a much better more beautiful place so thank you on behalf of all women (laughs) (laughs) thank you matthew that is i love that crown of creation i think that's going to be the title of this (laughs) but thank you so much for being here matthew um and please check the show notes for how to connect with matthew and i'm just i'm honored to have you on my show thank you Thank you, Kelly. Privileged to be here. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Beautifully Confident Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review and share this with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you in your beauty and confidence journey, visit my website at beautifullyconfidentpodcast.com.